0: You're known as the hit makers, record breakers, party makers. They'll make your back crack, your liver quiver. For all you cats who never put more dips in your hips, more cut in your strut, more glide in your stride. One,
1: two, one, two, three. Yo, my name is RC and I'm here to say...
0: <laughs> that we're gonna go off oh my in God. An old school I, I am having to
1: listen to one of the, the podcasts he did where it was like... Uh, the the editing messed up at the beginning or something like that and you had the robotic voice come in and I had forgotten about it it was like so it was like explaining what was (laughs) happening and then like right afterwards it just immediately it just immediately said we're the going on podcast and we're here to save I forgot about that (laughs) and is it like the joke that like there actually wasn't a rapper who actually said that. It's purely a phrase that came out of white people like trying to <laughs> act like rappers, you know? Like the earliest <laughs> like the earliest time it was used was apparently in a Flintstones, uh, you know, uh, Fruity Pebbles commercial. Fruity, fruity pebbles, here I come. I'll teach you the dance if you give me some. He really loves my pebbles. Mm, five fruity flavors, very fine orange lemon cream... It's Pebbles time! Break it down! Fruity, fruity Pebbles time! Barney, my pebble!
0: Time to wrap things
1: up! Post-Fruity Pebbles cereal, out of Mr. Previous breakfast!
0: Barney Rubble in a high-top fade in the hammer pants. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely up there. And also, that is quite possibly a way... The way that that infiltrated uh, white kids rap lexicon. Because... Those commercials, especially like Flintstone's commercials back then, that shit really did get in your fucking head and you remembered that shit. So yeah, who can who can tell the difference between the early nineties party rap, your fucking your six nine boys, your fucking I was trying to think of who did fucking whoomp There It Is and I can't think of it. Uh tag team. Who who's the guys that did the, the
1: It's like a slightly complicated name, like something father this and the, that uh, who did... Ooh that is my baby mama, that is my baby mama? B-Rockin' the Biz. Like, yeah, you you weren't gonna guess that one. No. No, I wasn't. How much did you really watch, like, the Flintstones like that? Oh, no, I did not. How much did you really watch, like, a Mickey Mouse cartoon like that, you know? No. And, And yet, they're embedded, like, in our psyches as, like, cultural touchstones, even though, like... How many of us really watched it, you know? And I think part of it is just because they had that good-ass marketing like that, you know?
0: It's that, and it's also the shit your parents fucking watched when they were kids, and they tried to fucking get you into, and it just didn't work. Like, a lot of the Hanna-Barbera shit for me just didn't click. Your fucking Flintstones. The Jetsons, even less. That shit was so fucking whack to me. I think... Scooby-Doo worked when I
1: was really young because, you know, it's a dog with a silly voice. Of course. And then I remember all the clones that were, like, just occupied spaces on, on you know, random uh, d- dates and times during Cartoon Network's lineup that I would just be like, glaze the fuck over, because I'm not trying to see these fucking obvious clones, <laughs> you know, the fucking, uh, oh, I'm a talking car, <laughs> and, oh, I'm a talking shark, uh, where it's just like, they're just doing impressions of, like, you know, uh, uh, unique voices from the time, but putting it in a silly talking
0: animal with, mystery solving teens i think you need a mystery solving teen you need a talking animal they need to be in a band going back to jabberjaw or josie and the pussycats or the archies or any of that shit Uh Uh, it's so funny how like very obvious that formula was (laughs) you got me thinking of something i just recently looked up that apparently all the all the members of the uh mystery inc was that what they were called they were all based off of characters on uh the many lives or many loves of Dobie Gillis. And uh Shaggy was based off Bob Denver, who went on to be uh Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. Uh his character who like wore a beret and was like a beatnik. All four of them, their voices are based off of characters from that show.
1: They're active references to things, but because as we grew up, we didn't know what the fuck We those don't things were. yeah, That shit
0: doesn't <laughs> land, dude i'm sure back then it, it might have got you know peep some someone might have gotten it or appreciated it yeah. that is a lost as fuck reference to us wow i also remember learning that like uh the dude who came up with scooby-doo's name
1: was just kind of like he just heard like a jazz song where someone was going like scooby-doo bop and it's like it really was that simple he's just like oh scooby-doo yeah, yeah that's the name <laughs> fucking more like, old school wow. shit skibbity bop bop scooby-doo but, like, that shit probably sounded, like, cool at the time, you know? Because, like, oh, I'm doing what the Beatniks are doing. I'm borrowing one of their, uh, you know, one of their little phrases, you know? Yeah. Like, if it came out today, his name would be fucking hip-hop or something. Fucking
0: yeet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're. <laughs> it's yeet dab, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking. i now... talking. <laughs> Talking dog called Yeet Dab. (laughs) (laughs) When you mention all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like, if you're not watching Cartoon Network, or if you're not watching, like, Boomerang or all those, like, I think that's why I just didn't get into any of them, because I didn't know where to find them. I didn't know where they were airing, you know? And it just felt dated in a weird way. It's like, it's cartoon, so I should enjoy it because I'm a kid,
1: but I'm still bored somehow. But I'm still watching The Simpsons instead. And and mine was, you know, fucking Futurama and shit. You know.
0: Oh man, yeah. I don't like to bring it up too much, but just because I don't know, it it feels like it feels condescending on my part. I forget about our age difference sometimes. (laughs) 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 It's always weird, like the small things that like bring it back of like. Oh, yeah. Because, like,
1: Simpsons is, like, fundamentally a part of your childhood. And so, like, Futurama is a bit of a break, right? Because it is way later.
0: Simpsons had already kind of run its course and I was already kind of over it by that point. Like, late 90s. Yeah, for me, Simpsons was, like, the established thing that you
1: watched with your family, at least for me. You know? And Futurama was like, oh, what's this new show that's, like, a
0: cartoon but there's cursing, you know? And you know there's (laughs) Gen C kids that are all about fucking American Dad and shit. Uh, yeah, You know, uh... I, I, like, okay, so I remember watching, I watched
1: Futurama and Family Guy, uh, when they first, like, their first episodes. Yeah. Because I remember,
0: I think both of them were after, like, a Super Bowl or something. I remember Family Guy was, I watched Family Guy for, like, four seasons, like, a while. Oh yeah, I
1: was I was rocking with them because I, I remember the the period of you know oh they're not around anymore but hey you can get the DVDs and mm. yo we got those DVDs and worn them shits the fuck I out. I scooped
0: them up. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely did.
1: So there was that like great feeling of like <gasps> it's coming back. Well, oh oh no, it's just gonna be this little mini movie that they release in like blockbusters or something like that. Okay, you know, but I will watch it and then it's like wait, it's coming back like for real, for real. What?
0: And then it was like oh no, the monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> Because I I think it was the Blue Harvest thing where I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on this. Oh, I was out for that as well. I remember watching it with a couple of friends and just
1: having that feeling of, like, you're just referencing these things. You're not, like, actively making fun of them. Like, you know, I loved watching parody movies and satire movies like scary movies and shit like that. And it was just like, this doesn't feel like you're actually joking on it. You're just repeating these scenes, you know? Like I remember, one person that was watching with me was like, "Oh, but it's cool. You see, they're, they're playing the music from the original movie." And it's like, "Well, anyone but can it. do that." Yeah, like anyone can just plug in the the original score.
0: <laughs> if I, if I pulled up Spotify and I pulled up the fucking the the Star Wars soundtrack, would you start laughing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing inherently funny about that. I was just made aware of honestly the worst offense I think I've ever seen in that regard because. There were the instances of, like, hey, we're gonna do the Conway Twitty bit. We're gonna, you know, gonna beat that horse to death. We're gonna do the chicken, the big old chicken fighting Peter thing. We're gonna do that a million times. The bit I saw that I was like, wow, I'm so glad I don't watch this shit anymore. Ah, Peter, you're always embarrassing me when we go out to eat dinner. And then it cuts to what is obviously a commercial parody. And Peter embarrasses Lois by, like, asking for jelly at like a fancy dinner, he goes, Where's the jelly? in like an accent, and everyone faints. It pulls back. Now, Peter is like in a production booth, and he's paused the episode. Hi, we're concerned that many of you Family Guy fans under 40 didn't get that reference, so I'm gonna take you through the actual commercial. Okay, typical 80s stuffy brunch.
1: If that's not fucking killing oh. air, time. <laughs> <laughs> what the what the absolute motherfuckers.
0: We've got two listener-requested album reviews on this week's show, and we're gonna start off with Brother Ali's "Shadow on the Sun" as requested by Mick, Swag, Burger, XL. You know me, love them. Fucking going off MVP, Gold Star status. Um, And if there is an album you would like to hear us review on the show, head on over to our Ko-fi, that is ko-fi.com slash off. that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f. $40 pledge, and we will review an album that you like or don't. That's how it works. This was my first full introduction to the dude. I've honestly never really scoped him out, so this was my introduction. I wanted to like this more than I ended up liking it. There's a couple songs that don't hit as hard, but with that said, I'm going to start off with with the songs I did like the most. I really liked Star Quality. Uh, Yeah, Star Quality was a hit. Uh, Prince Charming, I really liked that one. Uh, Oh, oh, uh... (laughs) I liked it for what it was, we'll
1: get there. Yeah, it it was odd. (laughs) It was like, it's one of those things where it's like, wait,
0: I think I see what you're doing, but I don't know if this is working. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Shadows on the Sun, the title track. Uh-huh. Uh, Backstage Payson. I really enjoyed Win
1: Some, Lose Some. The one that was about him, like, you know, not wanting to get into fights with people just because people are, you know, fucking, the temperatures are boiling, you know? And just being the better person. I thought that was a cool joint.
0: And I also like Picket Fence. Those are my yeah. highest Oof. rated cuts. My lowest rated cut on the whole album. Where is it? It's Missing Teeth. It's the, uh, it's like the under two minute track. It's more towards the end. Was that the one with Slug? There yeah, there was two songs with Slug. Yeah, it's the, it's the second it, song with Slug. And I wasn't yeah. really happy to see him again at that point. I,
1: I thought it was cool, anyway, was like, Again, it wasn't the best, but I thought it, you know, it did its job. It did feel kind of like a, do we need
0: the second song? But, all right, you know. It's weird. that There are, like, a couple tracks on here, uh uh pay them back almost feels more like interlude cuz it's not even 3 minutes
1: yeah or or what was that one song soul whisper yeah it felt like it was supposed to be the outro or something cuz it's like he he does what feels like it's supposed to be a verse and then you're just like oh wait that's just a a small hook and then the actual verse is just him reciting islam or and it was just like oh okay <laughs> you know it, yeah. it like it felt like it would have been cool like at the end but like In the middle, randomly, it felt like something else should have happened, but then just didn't.
0: Yeah, it always feels weird when there's, like, two songs left. Like, no, not quite. We're almost there.
1: Victory was a great going-out track. That, That shit was epic, with the trumpets and shit, you know? and uh, uh, ours are the cries that breathe life into concrete victory ours are the tears that splash genius at god's feet like he's really got this epic imagery thing down like that that's really his you know sort of style you know what i mean he's
0: definitely got that down absolutely the first two tracks i thought suffered from not having a very interesting beats they're just kind of forgettable
1: i noticed that like his his niche is sampling these you know souls and blues samples, but yeah, sometimes they do just make for a sort of bit of bland background for him, you know.
0: Yeah, I liked what he was going for with Room with a View, the opening cut.
1: Yeah, I really ad- it was sort of a Nas thing, you know, looking out a window, seeing the the harsh realities of the hood, you know, that sort of joint.
0: Champion though, despite this one line that I thought was really fucking good. I'd be diligently killing the soliloquies of these millipedes that try to pass themselves off as LMCS. If uh, that was yeah, good, that was cool. But then, like the hook was just like, "Yeah, we're the we're the champion." We're the champion. Yeah, there were a couple of lackluster hooks on this yeah. uh, on this album. <laughs> you can never have it all. But man, I, I just I just want to quote this one bit of star qual a uh, star quality because it's lengthy, and I'm sorry. Um, it's just the one part where I was just like. All right, wow, when's this gonna stop? My style is a little belligerent, isn't it? Considering that I'm belittling them with little more than my pad and pen and my sentiments, there's only three reasons Ali would need a ramada. One, to move the bowels. Two, to steal the towels. Three, shave, shower, pray for my spiritual power. Um, I can handle this. If if my man Ant would just give me a chance to splatter some antics across the canvases. damage is unavoidable at this point. I twist joints till they pop lock. Too loud and get you not rocked. I'm too proud to let you hopscotch through the section of the earth that I occupy without making you testify. Best I could do is ignore you because I'd probably conquer you if I explore you. Like, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> there's some fucking parts where it just like that a fucking take a bow this right ain't there. <laughs> fucking stopping dude he's off on his tear. i
1: am about to get in his way prince charming so this song it's supposed to be about this guy who's being uh, manipulative and possessive and, and stuff like that right yeah but it's just the music behind it is so like gosh darn happy and whistling and like it's all good and it's like is, it, is that on purpose to try to be like, oh, this is how, you know, a manipulative person thinks that everything is okay? I don't know. It's not as bad as that Kid Cuddy song on uh, the Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying where it was just like, he very clearly wasn't aware of how he was sounding where it was just like, you know, it's like, oh girl, I'm following you down the street. Hey, where are you going as I'm whistling my tune and uh, well, you can't get a man better than me anyway, bitch. Ugh.
0: When Prince Charming started, I absolutely was like, what is this? This is... <laughs> like, it's the fourth track, and I'm like, mm, I'm not really feeling this. I don't know what he's going for, but whatever. I'm gonna let it, you know, I'm gonna let it play out. I'm gonna let it live. And then, like, the second track is just like, I don't like your friends. I think you need to cut them out. Yeah! You know I'm like? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I see what... <laughs> and then the, ver- then the last verse just start with, I don't know why I had to get the police involved. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was like, you know what? For what this is, I think this I think this track does it pretty well.
1: It was that one lyric that uh, tipped me off where he goes like, uh, it's time to take this thing we got to the next level. You know, I mean, spend all our waking hours together. Surprise, showed up at your job again. <laughs> Surprise.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Mm. <laughs> I like the, you fucking embarrassed me in front of my mom when the cops show up. It's like... It's so fucking realistic, I, I think, is what about Yeah, it. Like,
1: maybe that's what it is. It just, it's so hard in, yeah, the realism of it. Like, actually being that character. Yeah, yeah, it's,
0: like, not overly cartoony. Like, wow, yeah, this is something that could actually happen and does a lot, I'm sure. Uh, winsome, loseome. I thought that was alright. I didn't think it was the strongest cut, but it did, like, the message of it, where... Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one was really talking about toxic masculinity in 2005, and 2003, but he does kind of make a reference to it, doesn't he? Like, testosterone flowing. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he touches on it. It's just not a topic or an issue that people were really talking about to that extent.
1: Pay him back, I thought was a cool last joint as well. Man, I got a support just... on
0: that one too. <laughs> Burned your vermin asses, learn your nervous habits. I turned my current status, left serpent swerving backwards. I rock parties where half the crowd is rappers and analyze my direction as if their own opinion matters. I, I sputter patterns of poetic eloquence, muttering, bone sputtering, uttering sense. They flutter and twitch. The ironic part of it is I ain't trying to scare these kids, just trying to connect them to the heritage. I was like... It, it it bordered on okay boomer territory ah but you know <laughs> fucking old head but if he didn't do it with such fucking style like i got to get it that's up that's what it is yeah yeah it's
1: it's like it's the way it's done that really makes it and it also like especially later on where where he's talking about how uh you know like not just in in terms of like oh the old the old stuff is better but just like they paved the way for us so we should be showing them respect you know uh, he said, uh, beneath the outer layer, the train is black. You just don't disrespect the people who laid the tracks. You love this human expression, and they gave you that. So it, the least y'all can do is try and pay him back. Like, I thought that was a really cool fucking sentiment, you know? There was the blah, blah, blah track, which was... Uh, uh, th- oh, shit, I just wrote...
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, that one was okay. Yeah. Fucking Slug, dude. He's the kiss of death. The two songs yeah. <laughs> I like the least oh, have that motherfucker on them. I usually like Slug. <laughs> and, man, I just wrote down... When you see a song called Blah Blah Blah, you're almost guaranteed a certain level of whackness. That, that's, true because, it's like, it's always the overdoing the
1: silliness of like, oh, all you rappers are doing is blah blah blah. Blah blah blah, like, blah, 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 blah
0: blah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which just sounds like you giving up writing on your own <laughs> song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did like it at the end, though, where he goes, like, who's your daddy? Fuck that. Jump back and act happy. Now sing my fucking chorus before I punch you in your face. Oh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, just the way it broke the rhyme. <laughs> and it was
0: just like, now fucking do it. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if this was a positive or a negative, but I wrote down that it had a very little brother vibe.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I get that. I get that. You know, and, and you know, your mileage may vary on, uh... Uh, on your personal enjoyment of their type of style. But, you know, I mean, you know, from North Carolina, so I'm always going to rep them. You yeah. Know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Shadows on the Sun. Um, I thought it was solid. Not many memorable bars as far as a fucking title track goes. But I still thought it was uh pretty dope. One of the stronger cuts. Yeah, it didn't feel like
1: a title track song. The last no. song felt like a fucking title track song. Yeah. But uh, I did like the one lyric where he said, like, I glance into the sky and see the same cloud configuration that Nat Turner saw the day they hanged him, and I was like, oh. (laughs) Like, that's some fucking intense shit to start a verse with. And then, uh, Forrest Whitaker. I, so I looked on Spotify, that's apparently the song that has the most views from him, and I was really Really? confused, because I don't remember ever hearing that song. And, yeah, like, as I saw it, I was like, oh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, maybe it was, like, really big, because, you know, it, it, it really, like, mentions him or has something, you know, a lot to do with him, and you know how, like, I don't know, if you name a song after a celebrity, it becomes, like, really big or whatever. But it was just like, yeah, it didn't have that type of, like, viral vibe at all. Brother Ali is, you know, this albino MC who is such a, you know, just looking albino is, is you become an outcast just by nature of that. And so, like, to have this song that's like, you know, I don't care about my appearance, I'm going to be who I am and love myself. Like, maybe that really connected with his personal audience, you know what I'm saying? Bitch Slap didn't really grab me that well.
0: Um in the evening uh, i yeah, was really was open cool, for yeah. a killer's at supper time <laughs> yeah and, i know me too <laughs> and murder is on a big <laughs> up. backstage pacing and then
1: when it goes into when the beat comes in like those are kind of like you know, sister tracks in a way, because it's like the mm-hmm. first track is all about how all the shit he has to deal with, you know, before he goes on stage. Fucking person who put together the event doesn't want to fucking pay me. Well, fuck you, you better do that shit, because I can't pay these goddamn bills with free water and beer, bitch. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and like the last verse, where it's like this chick that's trying to like, you know, uh, like, oh man, you're so awesome, I want to I have sex with you, and he's like, ah, but my wife will probably kill me, so no thank you. <laughs> Even though he just had the song two tracks ago about how, like, uh, girls don't think I'm very attractive, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Man, I mean, yeah, because you've also got, um, another sort of contradiction in, uh, win some, lose some, where it's, you know, A, you know, I'm walking away from these fights. Yeah. And then you skip down to Dorian. yeah, Yeah, you skip down to Missing Teeth, you know, where it's all about how he'll fuck you up. Yeah, Missing Teeth and Dorian, back to back, even. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, but at least on Dorian... Yeah, That was a story, though, yeah. Yeah, he's telling a story, uh, he hears a man in his building abusing his girlfriend, and he tries to intervene, and his girl ends up sticking her head out the door, and she's like, hey, you know, come back inside, it ain't worth it. And then this Dorian fella uh, yells at Ollie's wife, and that's when he's like, nah, I ain't standing for that shit. And he starts beating the shit out of him. And that's when Dorian's girlfriend calls the cops and gets Ali arrested. And it's like, this isn't the way I had this planned out or whatever. Like, okay. You didn't, you didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, I thought that's an interesting way to unfold a story. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: ultimately, what'd you end up getting as a rating? Uh, I gave it a four and a half. I got a three and a half. I'm interested to see what he does after this. As someone who's not really listened to his discography at all.
1: Yeah, like, this isn't... Yeah, exactly. Like, I know him for the next album where, you know, maybe his identity is a little bit more established.
0: That was another question I was going to ask you concerning the production on the album. Like, you had mentioned, you know, he's got the old school, like, bluesy, kind of jazzy samples. I wasn't really listening to much rap in 2003, so I can't tell... Does this album sound dated, or was this like the sound at the time in like I feel underground like rap?
1: This was like around the time like Jurassic Five, you know, yeah. Black Eyed Peas when they were still kind of you know considered cool. Like, yeah, this is that like uh, played down production where they're sampling lots of you know uh, jazz stuff because they're still trying to keep it like the you know the early nineties, you know, because that that's where the real stuff was, you know. So yeah, it does feel a little dated at points. Uh, but there are solid enough production. Uh, uh, There's solid enough production on some of these songs, where like like Victory, where it sounded like, oh no, that legit sounds like an epic sounding ass beat, like something off of a Immortal uh, uh, a Techniques album, you know. <laughs>
0: Going on to our second. Going request. off to
1: our second. Yes, <laughs> oh.
0: yes. Emily. Rick the Ruler. <laughs> Rick the Ruler has returned. Stop lying. <laughs> Emily's requested the Great Adventures of Slick Rick.
1: Uh, the Groucho, the Marx of hip hop himself. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. That, like, right? Because his voice—he <laughs> has like the sort of like cool ass hey, guy. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's <laughs> okay. all, you, know, you know, he's he's a little he's a little slicker and smarter than you think. You know, like <laughs> that type <laughs> of voice. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I see what you mean. And, of course, I remember, yeah, he's like the Bugs Bunny of hip-hop, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, hearing way, way back in the day, like, formative uh, days of hip-hop, you know what I mean? Like, mm. learning about it sort of thing where uh it was the show, the live version of the show that my mom had on like a tape. And you know, the six minute song where it's just like going all these weird different places, you know, the fucking Inspector Gadget theme out of butt fucking nowhere. you know <laughs> yeah. It's just like weirdly creative things. And I always remember being like, wow, this song is like, you know, so cool and special and important. This has got to be on the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Nope. It's just a song that was out there beforehand. It's like, God damn it.
0: And in fact, it's sampled on this album. <laughs> my, my experience with Slick Rick is I never like Brother Ellie, Never took the time to really search him out, but you just kind of hear, yeah, like hey, you know
1: about him through through osmosis of knowing about hip hop. Yeah, you
0: know about Slick Rick, and people all the time tell you, you know, he's one of the he's one of the great storytellers in hip hop. This may sound familiar. But I wanted to like this album better. <laughs> ah, ooh, and here's where I'm going to agree with you, my guy. <laughs> this album. Whoa. Wow. This, so, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, okay? Because I think this is fair. This album has not aged well. Oh, it is encased in carbonite. And, <laughs> and I know. And if you wanted to maybe look at this album in the scope of what it meant in 88... like a historical document, you know? Because it
1: is kind of ahead uh, of its time if you're looking production-wise at what
0: other people are doing at the time, right? But... In 2020 oh lenses. Oh boy! <laughs> if if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, I'm getting into hip hop. I want to listen to some old school cats." I'm hearing about. Yeah, I want to hear work. the guys who who were the foundation. <laughs> I would not recommend oh. this album to probably anyone. And I feel so bad because it's like I, you know, again, he he has that fixture in my
1: head of being one of the cats yeah. purely by nature of like, oh yeah, he did the songs with uh, Outcast, you know, uh, fucking the art of storytelling. And, right. uh, uh, yeah, you know, and he, and, and I, like, some of the songs off of these albums, uh, I mean, some of the songs off of this album are absolute classics that, like, I've heard my entire life, you know? That it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, of course that song is, uh, one of the greatest of all time, but, oh, man, and I remember at one point, randomly, like, in the last couple of years, hearing Indian Girl, an adult story, Ooh. oh, man, I remember, like, having that moment of, like, the... The mystique of this artist like falling away and just hearing the track and being like, he's but he's supposed to be one of the greatest of all time and I don't I like this. <laughs> this is not good. This is very not good. But let's start with fucking track number one. Treat
0: her like a prostitute. Oh man, straight out the gate. <laughs> Like Fucking Oh no! Slick with the ruler, coming through with the incel anthem. Woo. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: like, I was trying to like
1: see, like you know, his point is that hey, you know, don't don't give your heart and and money or whatever to someone who. Who isn't really gonna be there for you? You know, like you should vet them first. You know that—that's kind of what he's going for, right? On like the-, the
0: surface. That sounds okay. Yeah, but you put it better when it's <laughs> right just then he put it. <laughs> women, o- women only want your money, and they're just gonna oh. use you for your for your money. Oh.
1: No. And, and then- uh that's not the half till you start to ride her take off your rubber and there's one more insider it's not yours who could it be i think it was a slick rapper his name is mc ricky <laughs> It's like what what is this <laughs> like you're trying to brag but you're also trying to be like oh but don't trust these scantazos but uh, but i mean i'm having sex with them but,
0: <laughs> it's like, I mean, but i'm guy? still gonna do it yeah what is yeah um how about this best cut on the album huh huh uh,
1: well, okay, so children's story isn't untouchable, right no
0: what- oh no wait no. hold on <laughs> it, it's it's not the best cut on the album, but it's not the worst either i'll say that i think it's, I, I, it's, I, I, it's it, okay. maybe maybe i got those maybe I got those rose tinted glasses, but I still love that joint <laughs> I, I i think I think that might be one of the most overrated songs in rap history. I mean, it, its like, I wouldn't go to it for one of my favorite songs, but of Slick Rick's like songs,
1: like I think yeah. it's one of the best, but you're right. It is an oddly wonky story at points, but I enjoy it for like, especially at the time in 88, the way he was using multisyllabic rhymes in a way that like people weren't doing up to that point. Like that's kind of what it gets the, uh,
0: the main props for, you know what I'm saying? I think we'll agree on this. I can 100% do without the fake kid voices. Oh, yeah, that was that is always silly. Oh, sure, love. is weird. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 oh, you know I what it is? That. It's a song that it should have ended a little sooner than it does. <laughs> Look, there are a lot of those on this album. It, again, and it's the dated ass super hyper-scratch and... They, they do that a lot on this album, where you could tell they're just like showing off. Yeah, and maybe for '88 that worked. Yeah, maybe like, that was keeping the party pumping. Yeah, right. Like if that suited the purpose. But man, with the rulers back, like oh, dude, the, the annoyingly fake trumpets. It goes on for so long. Like, it's it over like five thing. It's five and a half minutes And half of it is just <laughs> It's ba <just> like
1: <laughs> the cheesiest ub <UB-40> 40 sounding song
0: <laughs> <laughs> And just Stop stop
1: stop lying. stop stop oh, stop stop, stop, stop? Oh my god And the thing about it is It would happen like at points where he's like Bragging about himself where he's like Yeah I'm the best so it's like it just sounds like His own song doesn't believe him <laughs> Maybe they're trying to go for the ironic thing of like, ah, there's no way you're that cool, but like, it legitimately sounds like he's being undercut by his own song, where it's just like, alright, look, if, <laughs> if you don't believe it, <laughs> by the time I got to the end of the song, I was just like, this car horn trumpet needs to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Dukes a Hazard ass, <laughs> Dixie ass. Sounds like from a children's
1: TV show.
0: Oh my god, yeah, (laughs) we're so fucking proud of that sample, we're gonna beat it (laughs) into the fucking ground. Yeah, that happens on, like, half of the cuts, where there's just, like, a sample or something, and they're just, like, cutting and scratching and going to fucking town, and it just goes on for so long. You'd be better
1: served by listening to, like, Beastie Boys' first album if you're trying to hear, like, top-notch 80s production for hip-hop, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: they definitely got this beat. Oh, yeah, no. uh, but, but again, it. that that's kind of not what he was known for as much. He was known for like, oh man, he's just so slick with the rhymes, you know, and, and how he's able to do shit, and how he's able to tell a story. Uh, but you know, again, the, the stories aren't, they don't hold up that well. The stories <laughs>
0: but, don't hold up that well, and I'm not really sold on the slickness of the rhymes <laughs> either. There's a fucking song later on. I'm trying to see which one... There was one point in uh, in the
1: in the uh, ruler's back where, like, I liked how his rhymes went with the little, like, piano part that they had going on in mm. the verses. I thought that was really cool. Like, he would do, like, multi-syllabic flows during that little trinkly part, and it would be like, oh, that just sounds really cool. But then you get back to...
0: <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, stop! I'm trying to remember which song it was, but he just goes, uh... We did it! We did it! We did it! We did it! And oh, after we the, did it! And we did it! And we did it! And we did it! <laughs> and at the end, she said she we, she's glad that we'd done it. Like, oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God, slick! <laughs> really?
1: But see, I but again, you have to think like, how were people rapping back then? You know, like,
0: <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying, dude. I refuse yeah. though. In 2020, glasses, <laughs> this shit don't hold up. It doesn't age well. I ain't buying it
1: stop uh, lying
0: stop lying no <laughs> honestly though hands down Indian Girl is the worst cut on the album I gave Oof. the fucker a zero oh, zero absolutely not but, uh, fucking with that at all oh no. my god it, it,
1: and like I tried <laughs> I tried to be like maybe he's going for like the shock rap angle you know that was that was kind of a new thing but it's just fucking deplorable
0: as you're just hearing what he's saying that fucking davy davy crockett oh, just, of, oh, that's... it felt so much slimier as you're just yeah! like hearing the
1: reps <laughs> and there's so one point where it's like double, like there's an octave double where it's like even lower like davy davy crockett and like in one way like i i was thinking about it in terms of like you know we do have this sort of uh idea of like David, you know if you went to fucking heroines or something like that you might hear the Uh, davy davy crockett you know like oh isn't he a great guy and it's like but this song is kind of like revealing like nah he wasn't (laughs) you know like so on like one level i'm like well maybe it's like showing the harsh realities of it but no it's played so like silly that it's like uh, uh, this isn't goddamn working and then the way it ends
0: Ugh, I almost fucking vomited. That could the, be one you know, of the most like tasteless oh, big oof moments. Big oof <laughs> mood. My dude, I don't uh, even feel good ugh. telling the people what it is. <laughs> so, I don't uh, even want to re- I don't want to reenact re- that shit. It just ends with him
1: s- spreading her uh, mm. uh, lips. Down there, and you hear uh, Native American oogity-boogity chants <laughs> from the STD she has, and it's just, oh my god. And then that's the way the song ends, and it just goes on uncomfortably
0: long. He's it's just, just like, doing Whoa. the fucking, oh man. Oh
1: god.
0: Oh my god, it's so bad, dude. Can you, can you imagine <laughs> him doing the song live? Oh, man! <laughs> the the, thir- the second-hand embarrassment. Can, can, I, I just pictured him going, walking on stage in a goddamn headdress. Oh, this all
1: smooth-ass slick Rick. Oh. Would you put it past him in 88? Oh,
0: I can oh, see it. Man. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It oh, hurts. It's no good.
1: Um, And then, right after this, because it ends with the boogity-boogity shit, <laughs> and right after this, it's smooth sp- oh. since <laughs> 80s chords. A Teenage Love. Oh, no. Look. Second <laughs> worst track on the sequencing.
0: album. <laughs> it went from worst song on the album to goddamn runner-up. A Teenage Love. Don't hurt me again. Don't, don't, don't hurt ah. me again. Fuck I like here's thing. I like this song.
1: No. I, I, this is actually one of the ones that I like because when you listen to it, he's actually going into like an intimate story, right? Like he's the the intricacies of like, hey, this is how our relationship can go wrong if you're not like paying attention to the signs and da like so I'm like I appreciated it for like hey for 88, like, people weren't telling stories this intricately back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. I appreciate it for that. And, you know, the little bass guitar solo that kind of happens at the end. Like, I thought that was cool, you know? Yeah. Um, I was wh- feeling that one. Where where I don't feel it is, uh, uh, where I don't feel this album is where they try to do the same thing later with the fucking Hey, young world, the world is... That straight up sounds like it's off of, like, a Teletubbies album or some shit. Yo! Like, what in the world was that?
0: <laughs> and and he's just like he's just like rambling.
1: Yeah, it's like he's, not like really he's saying much much of anything. Yeah. Oh, what was that one line? Uh, uh, times and shades. And it's cool to look bummy and be a dumb dummy and disrespect your mommy. Oh, <laughs> oh, that knocked all the cool and respect I had out of the fucking track. It's just like. What are you doing? And then, what? oh yeah, the later movie's like, So listen, be strong. Scream whoop do, doo Go for yours, cause dreams come true. What is this fucking sub-Disney
0: radio rap? Oh my goodness. And it doesn't help that he, that he's always doing the, what you referred to, the fucking Groucho Marx voice <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. you just say whoop do, doo disrespect your <laughs> money. Be yeah. a dummy! Oh, stop. <laughs> like, he's got the fucking adult story,
1: he's got the teenage love story, and he's got uh, this fucking child story, and it just
0: all oh, feels so awkward on one album, man. <laughs> I know it's 88, but you know what vibes? I was getting big-time Bart Simpson rap song ooh, vibes. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> they sounded kind of equivalent, didn't they? <laughs> like, this is the kind of shit... That they were trying to do with Bart But it's And like, he's supposed to be the respected rapper so it's worse <laughs> If you took these same Rhymes That Slick Rick is doing here And you had fucking Nancy Cartwright Do them as Bart <laughs> We'd call it fucking wack as shit But because it's goddamn Slick Rick We give it a pass I don't yeah. feel like giving it a pass Man some of the shit was corny Nah, you're right, you're right. The song I gave the highest rating to ended up being Kit, What's the Scoop? I was
1: just about to bring that one up, the fucking Dick Tracy type of rap song, you know? I thought that was okay. Yeah, like, this is what you would, like, this is what his reputation is, right? Oh, his a really cool, intricate story about, oh, someone stole my crown, and we gotta get it back, because they're trying to, you know, do my show, like me, and it's like, this is a cool fucking story, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I dug this. Um, but yeah, hey, young world, wasn't feeling that. Lick the balls. Any of
1: the party tracks, I did not like. Like you could purely tell it was just like I got to do this because this is what gets me in the club. You know,
0: I I thought let's get crazy for an obvious party cut wasn't that bad, but yeah, you know, it little, had get a little stupid. <laughs> but it definitely had the Bart Simpson rap on that yeah. one. Like it was fucking. Covered in that shit. Um, as far as the- as far as the story songs go, I actually thought, even though the end is abhorrent, I thought The Moment I Feared was actually a better story track than A Children's Story, even. no, I like Children's Story more, No, I like- I I think that's a better, uh, fluid
1: story than, uh, Moment I Feared was, cause it, it does feel kinda odd- like, for him, I, I mean, I guess he's just playing a character for him to be like, no, the, the gold is fake, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, what? What? That was the whole thing you prided yourself on, what are you talking about is fake? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he says that shit because, like, uh, people are, are, he thinks people are gonna rob him, so he's like, no, 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 it isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, like, you know, it's like, oh, the girly comes up, and,
1: you know, we did it, and we did it, and we did it, and we did it, and oh, that oh was no! the one. The, the boy, uh, her boyfriend comes up randomly at the end. And it's like, uh, was this supposed to be an ambush? Did he not know that she was coming here? How does she know where he lives? Uh, how did he know where
0: Slick Rick lives? Like, what- and, <laughs> and it's just the most underwhelming, underselling. It. What you yeah. doing with my girl, homeboy? You, it looks like you just got finished fucking. Oh, all better is the- not it just got finished fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, Okay. Like, uh...
1: Okay, this was the moment I've
0: This is the moment I've heard. This is the moment I've heard. <laughs> and, yeah, then the last
1: verse, yeah. Uh, uh
0: <laughs> So, uh... <laughs> I got a, for a legendary album that I'm sure we're gonna get at least some bit of hate for, I got a two and a half. I got a three
1: and a half i got a two
0: and a half
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like and 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 that extra half comes for comes from like he is being like one of the more lyrical guys at this moment in time so it's like i do got to give it props for that but oh my god yeah the the corny lyrics that just Mm -mm. drape this album (laughs) from head to foot (laughs) just really stops it from being that oh is this worth going out and listen to the whole thing, though. Maybe enjoy the classics and uh, just don't think about those other songs.
0: As mentioned before, both the albums we reviewed this week were requested by listeners, so if there is an album you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to our Ko-fi, that is slash going off, and you can request an album to be reviewed on a future episode. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, for all the updates on what's going on, upcoming projects, all that good shit. Station Head, Twitch, Darren, you got that stuff, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all that shit will be all in the all in the Link Trees when you want to check it out, so we
0: don't have to keep saying it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just go yeah. to the Link Tree, goddammit. That's just a little I can't reminder I'm doing. that it's down there. <laughs> down where? Down there. Um, but that about wraps it up. And if this is your first time... Having listened to our show, first of all, just a big, big thank you. I don't know what brought you here, uh, but I appreciate you very, very much. And I hope you join us again next week. If you want to play some catch-up and listen to the older episodes, all the old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Whatever method works best for you, uh, do that! And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm
1: Rap Critic, and straight like an arrow, your soul is cast. Good night!